On today's episode, Dave interviews Don Westlake. Don is a president of Randy Kanye Productions in Los Angeles, a company she founded in 1998. As a director, writer, producer, and actress, she's made 16 short films since 2000 in the U.S., Portugal, Spain, and France that have won 44 awards, including honors from JVC Tokyo and Canon USA. Dawn has also judged film festivals in Italy, France, and Chicago. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. What is Bruce's title? Um, Bruce is a deputy bureau chief for CBS News and also a producer. Mm. So um, the, the management stuff is like uh, since 2006, and before that, that he was always a producer but mm-hmm. he would go away on long assignments three and a half months to Kuwait and Iraq and um, without you know me. oh yeah totally without me yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not going there and uh, you know a month to the um, South Pole and a week to the North Pole and I mean just all these different wild he covered El Nino in, in Peru but he'd be gone for like long stretches and you know I'd have my friends and he'd have his stuff that he was doing and so then sometimes when he would come home it was like oh well, hello. Who are you? Right. You know, and right. uh, so yeah, it can be uh, it can be difficult. I think it's also interesting when for artists for artists to do that because there's something about you can only do your you you can only do your job. Right. You know what I mean? It's not right. like you could pass off the creative process to somebody else. Right. So we're solitary for a, a lot of time, even with when we're with a bunch of people. Right, exactly. We are solitary and we're used to like problems that we have and issues that we have as actually being interesting and um, sort of serving the creative purpose. <laughs> and so that sometimes when you're in a close relationship, say like, oh, you know, like, I, you know, I'm owning my shit and here's stuff I do and isn't that funny? I think I'll write something about it. And the other person's like, Really? Like, you're going to put that out there? And then you say, yeah, you know, like, your shit. Here's some of your shit. <laughs> and they go, whoa, what? You know, and then, then they tell you, oh, they've had a bad day and this, that, and the other thing. And you're going to bring that up? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and, and it's right. like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. So you don't find that interesting and it's not a creative outlet <laughs> that you can work with in your, uh, you know, your journalism or your banking or your lawyering <laughs> or whatever your, your spouse is doing. I think a lot of people who are, are uh, I think that's a huge issue, is people who want to tell stories that are based upon their family, or their, their, well, their family, their life, right. their personality, the moments right now that happen feel, I can't do that mm-hmm. because um, it's too close, or right. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Exactly. And people are going to read this, read into this as um, uh, me publicizing a mistake that they made, mm-hmm. or me making exactly. them look bad. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think too. I mean, but sometimes, and this is like such a, a, a great um, blessing that we have is we do have the ability. You know, maybe not like to broadcast things, but you can work through things um, through writing a script. And you make it, you know, two or three times removed from yourself. But you know, that's that's a kernel. That's something I'm working out. Um, yeah. So yeah. I think yeah. it's also important just for the for the artist to say. Um, that you're working, that I'm working that out as well. Uh, and when you remove yourself twice from it, say, okay, we'll take this concept, we'll take a step away from it, and then we'll take a step away from it again. Not only are you removing them, your 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 source of inspiration, mm-hmm. directly, personally, with a name and a name and an address and all that, but you're also removing yourself from that a couple of levels. Yeah. So with whatever happened between my girlfriend and I over the weekend. I can look at that, and then I want to look at something. It's what I call creative adjacency, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you're adjacent to being creative. It means you've <laughs> established something, 
and then what's next to that? Right. So if I if I say apple, what's next to apple might be B. If I say B, what's next to B might be honey. If I say honey, what's next to honey might be girlfriend. So what's that relationship mm-hmm. I have with my girlfriend? You know what I mean? Right. Like at that moment. So if it's about infidel, if it's about a specific infidelity, finding something on somebody's computer that that they shouldn't be looking at, mm-hmm. what does that mean? That means that the next thing is privacy and what's the next thing of privacy someone looking at mail so who might look be looking at mail a neighbor comes and looks at mail who shouldn't find something and suddenly they put one right. and one together and come up with five and then that's your story and, and then that's and your story yeah and right. nobody's feelings are hurt and and you still are getting a message out and people can walk away from the theater and think oh it wasn't that interesting certainly yeah. and and, yeah. and what it was that inspired you or the emotional content that you have is still there mm-hmm. That character looked at that character's mail. Yeah. That person looked through that person's email. Right. You know, and the the shock or the disappointment is still there. Right. Right. Yeah. There's a great um, Dean Arbus quote. You know, the photographer yeah. um, who says, uh, "The more specific you are, the more general it would be," and I think that can really apply. Like sometimes I, I'm, I'm sitting and, you know, writing something. Maybe I get into a little block and I think this is so specific. Like who. Who cares? And it's like, well, but as you just said, A, B, the honey, the girlfriend, um, then suddenly it becomes more and more general. Clearly. It's how many degrees of separation can you get Right. and still have that connection? Um, I've talked about it in the podcast before, and I use it a lot in my, uh, when I'm teaching, I'll rush into a, a people's... I'll see, I'll see somebody have a lot of emotion in a scene, mm-hmm. and I'll just say, tone it down, tone it down. Later on, they'll say, why are you asking me to tone it down? And I'll say, okay, let's do this. And I rush in, and I am, hey, everybody, the chicken <laughs> man's here, the chicken <laughs> man's here. And then I, I walk in a second time, and I go, hey, everyone, the chicken man's here. Well, see, now you're the chicken man's here. Now you're scaring me. The other thing didn't scare exactly. me. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And not only that, but some people are going to go, "So the fuck what? what?" And there's some people are going to go, "That scares me." There's some people who go, "I saw it coming." There's some people going, "I knew this day was. I never thought this day was going to come." Whereas the first person, it's so specific that that actor who's doing that particular thing has a very specific expectation from the audience. Right. Now, why would you want to do that? Because when the audience has, a, when 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 an audience member says, oh, they, they want me to respond in a specific way. Why would I want to listen to that? Because I get to interpret it the way that I get to interpret it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and too, I, I remember not only from you, but from Jeff Perry. Um, from, he, uh, he would, Steppenwolf. From Steppenwolf, yeah. He would always say, um, you know, he'd, he'd always adjust like by whispering in your ear. And he'd say, um, that was a little Baroque. And at first I thought he meant it was a little broke. Right. <laughs> and then I realized it was like, oh, yes, I need a mole and a wig to like, <laughs> exactly. carry that off. <laughs> yeah, the, thing, yeah. the David Koechner thing. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I so appreciated that. I mean, that was, that was life-changing in my performances. Working, I worked with both of you before you knew each other in 95. Right. And, um, yeah, it was just like, don't, don't act, just be. And Because and, and, and the audience can bring so much of their own baggage and entertain them themselves through applying like, oh, I think that's, you know, actually about my mother or, you know, whatever their it's issues are. It's interesting because if I think about the, the, uh, how many, how many films have I done with you? Seven. So I've done seven films with you and, and none of the films start out with the expect, with the exposition. They no. all start no. out in the middle of something. Someone's getting up and somebody's 
put, getting ready to go out to somewhere or uh, or the latest one we, we had a supposedly we had some horrendous fight that we didn't right. film exactly right <laughs> we were making right? up and there's yeah. and, and that that everything's in the middle I come to pick you up in front of the place and you know like everything's in the middle and so when things are in the middle the audience is shocked a little mm -hmm. because they're they're thinking what am I um, what what's happening and then they're really paying attention in that moment because you're not That's saying I'm hoping, once yeah. upon a time fucking never start anything right. don't start anything yeah. because nobody I don't I don't really I'm gonna start this right and don't you find just in in people watching and eavesdropping and all that that's what's so delicious like when you're alone in a restaurant she look over is that couple breaking up right or is she telling a story about something that happened to her and that's why she's crying right. or, or you get these lines of dialogue and then as a writer my mind just goes nuts you know just hearing like these random it's <laughs> so things. funny you should say that because Chris Ann and I were walking down the uh, uh, the promenade in uh, we walked down the promenade in, in <laughs> Santa Monica and there's this big burly African American guy and he's like he's such a he's a monster and we pass him, and I'm going, whoa, what's happening with that guy? <laughs> we pass him by, and he's talking to two people, and he goes, I really love Agape. I love Reverend Michael Beckwith. And I'm thinking, that is awesome. <laughs> that, is awesome. that is awesome. You see, now I'm like, who? And I right. lean in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the idea. What? Like, like where you go, that guy goes to Agape? Like, yeah. he goes to Agape? Right. So, I, but I think that 95% of the people are walking around this planet having conversations in their head with people that aren't there. Oh, and the concept yeah. of, I, I, I want, you know, there's a way of putting it. And I think that we're all ghost listening. We're all listening to ghosts so much. So much. And a new relationship that I just had, this new relationship, a lot of my relationship with Chris Ann, a lot of my interactions with Chris Ann are interactions with ghosts of past girlfriends. Absolutely. And, and you know, she'll say, this argument is not about you and me, is it? And Absolutely. I'll go, yes, it isn't. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I, I often say, um, okay, I know you're not mad at me, so what are you mad at? You know, right. so, yeah. Or I know, I'm, I know I'm mad at her, but really, who am I mad at? Yeah, it's something, something from the past, yeah. Or at myself for not being able to accept whatever thing I did mindlessly. Yeah, yeah. That, that's so interesting what you talk about the, the ghosts in your head and, and I think all of us too are at some point just trying to be civilized and socially acceptable mm -hmm. especially in the situation of a, a party um, I had a really mind-blowing experience with an uncle who had um, Alzheimer's and it was um, like the stages where like he didn't know he was cold and so you had to tell him you're shivering would you like a sweater and I, oh yes you know that that kind of thing and we were sitting at a family party and he just started babbling and I got all choked up because this man had been actually a dean of the School of Education at Northern Illinois University, where mm -hmm. you went, um, John Johansson. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting all oh, choked wait a minute, up. Wait a minute, I knew who that is. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. kind of a big, well, besides being a dean, I think he was, he was very well loved. He had lots of parties at his yeah. house on Iowa. I don't think Wood I went to his house, but I think okay. that I covered events. Oh, sure. By having been the, art, the uh, photo editor there. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I, I'm getting all emotional because here's this guy that was this huge brain and now he's just like blah, 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 and, right. and ha, 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 and all these things. He used to be a great rock on tour and, and uh, you know, so then I thought, well, he doesn't want to see me cry and we're in the middle of a party. I don't want to cry. So I just started vocalizing back. 
and just like, <laughs> and, and kind of doing, um, you know, like that Second City game where you do the, the, the well, mirror and also um, the way you make up languages gibberish. and gibberish and right. do, yeah, and, and then somebody does the, the foreign translation. But anyway, um, I just started doing that, and he got this light in his eye, like, you get me. <laughs> and I thought, that's all we want at the party, isn't it? I mean, and in life. It's like, and I looked around at all my cousins and aunts and uncles and grandmas and, you know, and they're just, everybody's just like, please get me. Please right. get me in this moment. Please don't judge me too harshly. Please, you know, please don't cry. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. 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 That please don't, I, I, just get me. Just get me. I, I, when I, my, one of my challenges is, <laughs> I always think about Nia Vardalis's line about the Museum of Intolerance, which I think is so funny. She goes, I just can't take the Museum of Intolerance. Um, which is so funny to me. I just can't take the Museum of Intolerance. Um, I but, do hate hearing about the Aryan Nation. I hate it. It's like you're preaching to the choir. I, uh, but oh, that, oh my God, an intolerant museum. I'm intolerant. Um, she, uh, not she. Um, when you're when you're saying these things, like please get me, please get me, please get me, I, I'm, I'm uh, looking to uh, accept. I'm looking to accept the idea of two, two views: my view on gun control and gun owners. That's really mm. it. Or my view on the Republican Party and um, and women who are Republican voting for Republicans, yeah. young women. Yeah, and I I'm like, get that. what is wrong with you? Yeah, I, I really want to get you, yeah. but I don't know that you get you, and if you don't get you, I can't get you. Right. It's a, it, it's a, it's a cult thing. thing. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to follow a group and feel like you're loved in that group than to stand alone for something. Right. Um, and, oh, you know what? I, I'm so into Dave Eggers. And I uh -huh. just, oh, I, I did read that book. The Circle? No, the... Uh, Hologram for the King? Hologram for the King. Okay, well now I'm on to Your Father's Where Are They, copyright uh, 2014, and I just read this before oh, I book? came. his newest yeah. book? Yeah, I just read this before I came. The vast majority of the chaos in the world is caused by a relatively small group of disappointed men. How about that, Dave Eggers? Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, pretty, pretty right. cool. It's, and it's... And uh, <laughs> I had written something online where it was somebody talking about the GOP being fat, white, old men and holding on to stuff. And a guy that, that I knew said, how dare you say that? That's just as intolerant as anybody else, said the fat, white, <laughs> old man. And, and I'm like, dude, you are so part of the problem. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and, and I just... I, this is what I wish people. This is what I wish for people. I wish for people. In, I wish enlightenment for people. Yes. I wish for enlightenment. And when we think about the word enlightenment, enlightenment means uh, lighting coming upon you. Mm -hmm. It means you having the vision. But it also means enlightening you, lightening you up. And lighten up. Uh, yeah. Lighten up. Yeah. <laughs> enlightening <laughs> you. Smile a while. Enlighten <laughs> up. A, yeah. Smile a while. But also let yourself be lighter by letting go of those things that make you heavier. Right. So the idea that. Oh, gay shouldn't marry. Or Barack Obama's a president. Or Barack Obama's a president. Or Barack Obama's a president. And I go, can we let that go now? Can we just yeah. let that go? And can we just accept it? Right. Yeah. But you know what, too? I found, um, I, I had um, um, some cousins that I, I kind of lost. Um, uh, they just all got into Rush Limbaugh and, and that kind of stuff and would just parrot that. And it was just like, I, 
I, and I would try to change the subject or, and it was just, it would get back to that. It was Russia's worldview was the only way. So finally, um, I, I, well, I was in a situation where it was like these people are coming to visit my parents and I happen to be there and I'm, you know, I'm in my 40s, I'm not going to hide in my room, so I'm going to have to sit at the table and have tea and crumpets with these mm -hmm. people. And um, my dad kind of said to me, can, can we keep this civil? You know, it's like, we know how they think. They know how we think. Can we keep this civil? That was your dad said to you yes. out of their earshot. Right, exactly. They hadn't arrived yet. Uh -huh. And um, so anyway, I, I, I said, yeah, I don't want to talk about that stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I would love to keep it civil, you mm -hmm. know. So I sat there and I thought, you know what? Say little and listen. Just mm -hmm. listen. Mm -hmm. And what I found was, um, and, and um, they must have had a talk amongst themselves on the drive over that they weren't going to say, you know, those goddamn Democrats. Um, but anyway, what I realized was why we will never see eye to eye. The conversation was kids today, all rotten, and, you know, coming from them. Um, uh, Sully Sullenberger, yes. not a hero because of the way he votes. That's the guy who landed the plane in the Exactly. In the in the, uh, in, uh, in the, the, Hudson. Uh, the Hudson. Right, yeah. exactly. And you know, and uh, you know, th things were better in the fifties. You know, and, and this is like this is and, and we're still we're not really we're not talking about politics really, but it was just like their whole worldview was so negative. Isn't it And I thought that's what it is. It's you're half empty, I'm half full. Right, right. <laughs> and it's also the accept the the, the, uh, the concept of acceptance. Yeah. I now, and this is again where it's like, why can't I just accept the fact that, people, that guns are going to be part of our society? Uh, and you know what? It doesn't, it just doesn't, people are being murdered. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me either. I, I would like to see guns as like bowling shoes, you know? Like you would never wear those out, but you have to wear them when you go Some to the would bowling alley. I have to tell you, I do have to tell you. Um, we're talking about. Well, just, yes, yeah, just go with me on this okay, for a second. Right. So you go to the gun range mm -hmm. and you get this, you know, horrendous thing and you can, you know, pop off cans or whatever or if there are oh, you know oh, silhouettes or, or too many there are too many geese in DuPage County so you know just a few but like watch the quotas you know right. but all the, but and then you turn the thing in because it's an ugly thing that you don't want right. out and right. so everybody gets to go and and you know shoot something right. but it's but you can't own them that's what that would be my right. ideal uh, oh gosh yeah oh gosh <laughs> yeah well I just came from Australia where there was a mass shooting and the government went, okay, that's enough. Right. And they bought everybody's gun. And I think, didn't Norway do that too? After, after that I guy went nuts at that kid's I, camp? Well, yeah, yeah. But that's going to work in places that are awesome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Where they have smoked herring and uh, right. And I, Marmite. Uh, I went to, I went to, uh, right, I went to, uh, when I went to Norway, um, I, did a, I did a class in Norway in Oslo, and they couldn't pay me what. I normally get paid, so they said, "Let's we'll pay you in kind. We can we can buy you a gift. Oh, and what nice. would you like?" And I said, "Well, there's this train ride for, that's called Norway in a nutshell, and it oh. goes from Oslo to Bergen, which is one of those. Uh, wow. what's it, Bergen is a UN. It's one of those cities. Well, I just think of Bergen Belsen and this. No, thing. no, not not a, oh. not a concentration camp. Oh, okay. It's Bergen in Norway. It's uh, but one was of those it heritage what? world heritage. Cities. Oh, I thought the concentration camp was in Norway, Bergen Belsen. No, no, no. Okay. It could be. Got to go back it to school. There. I don't think it was. <laughs> Got to go back to school. Yeah, there are a lot of survivors just yelling at the radio. <laughs> oh my God! In Yiddish. Um, but uh, uh, we 
when I, I so I, I took the train there. It was a gorgeous train ride over fjords, and there were uh, glaciers that probably aren't there anymore. And uh, like driving through it, and then you get to Bergen, which is just it's a medieval city, and it's gorgeous. Oh, and they wow. have a, they have a fish market uh, every day. And I went to to the fish market, and they had, um, and I was trying some fish, and they could do like on a on a toothpick. Yeah. And they say, uh, I, they say, hey, and here this is veil. I was like veil. Veil. Hmm. All right. So I had it, and it was very. Very oily. It was very oily and meaty. Huh. Which is different for a fish. Yes, it's it oily is. oily and meaty. Yeah. And I said, what? It's like a Rocky Mountain I said, oyster. I said, what, what is bale? What is bale? <laughs> and the guy went, bale, bale. And I'm going, yeah, I, I hear you. What is it? And the guy went, bale. And I went, how big is it? And he goes, bale. And a guy <gasps> working behind oh, him. Oh, whale. Did, right. He did the, the <laughs> and I went, whale. And I'm going, I ain't whale. I ain't whale. Oh, no. I ain't whale. I ain't whale. I will. I will. But there's a, that goes back again. Norway and Japan and Inuits. Right. They, right. For me, why is it okay? It's not okay for Norway and Japan. Right. When I look at Inuits, why is it okay with Inuits? You know, Eskimos. That why is that okay? Yeah. Um, it's sort of a. I think it's a balance. Some communities get the balance. But it's it, and, yes, and Native it's Americans a too. Yeah. It's interesting because when we sat down, you uh, you're talking about Salt Lake City, and you said, "Have you?" Um, uh, uh, I think you asked if I converted to Mormonism or something. I like was that. being silly. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Um, going there, one of the things that I, I got an email from a student, um, uh, uh, an email from a student where I just taught, and she's one of the things that she thanked me about was because when I go to Salt Lake City, I always start. I, I have this at the beginning of many of my classes where I'll say, "You are here. I am here too." be the midwife to your voice. Nice. I'm not going to tell you what to say. I'm just going to say, this is what we get to say. And, but I need for you to know this, that, there, that society and culture has a governor that they want to put upon you, whether mm -hmm. it's called the Ten Commandments or whether it's called the Koran or whether it's called the Bible and I didn't want to say. Or whether you look into a hat and exactly, all Exactly, or whether you're wearing magic underwear right, right. now. I don't want mm -hmm. to know any of that. And I, and I let it go. And I said, because these are governors to the creative process. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, because we were all talking about that at the beginning of our talk. And, um, and she sent an email saying, that changed my life right there. Wow. The fact that, because I, I have been uh, challenged with the idea of how do I practice my relationship with a living God, right. with a you know, <laughs> loving God, uh, how do I practice my, my, my association with that and still be, and still be creative? And she said, you, you turned me on to the concept of spirituality, and now there's this idea that what we say is what we say, and there's a balance. But it's also about pushing away those dogmas, pushing right. away that, those tenets, and saying, that doesn't work for me anymore. Right, and, and get to the bottom of it. I mean, it's usually historic. It, you know, um, you shouldn't eat pork. Well, there wasn't refrigeration at that time. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, or you shouldn't eat shellfish. Um, Here's another thing. Same if reason. you want to eat pork, eat pork. If you want to eat shellfish, eat shellfish. If you want to eat toe jam, eat toe jam. <laughs> right. You know, if that's what you're fucking into, and you can get a jar of it enough, right. buy it. Right. But but what I'm saying is like all of those those dietary laws for all the different religions, it's um, or um, behavior laws or you know, whatever. I mean, it's very interesting. You can go back and see the history, and it's like that made sense then. Right. You know, in a way, right. that made sense. But here's another thing: Why do I need to go back when I could just live now and say live, I want that? Right. Exactly. Live now and, right. and, and and let's go forward too. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's go forward. Yeah. And oh, I I want it. I want 
for me, I want people to shake it off. Or this is it. This is it. I want people to question. Right. I want you to question it. Question. Exactly. And I want a, a sentence to come out of your mouth and for you to say, wait a minute, I said that. What does that mean? Do I believe that or is that an echo? Right. Yeah, um, Jimmy Carter had a, a, a great thing in one of his books about how um, he, you know, was a, on, a, on a Navy uh, science ship in, in during World War II and considers himself a Christian, um, you know, but... And he says, well, you know, he's always questioning, and but he doesn't like having the questions. He admitted, as a human being, he doesn't like having questions. So things he can't solve today by science, he says, oh, well, you know, the Lord will provide, you know, type thing. But he realizes he's, he's sort of compartmentalizing. He's knowing he's doing that just so that he can move on and not obsess on something. Mm -hmm. But for everything else, he's like, when there's a scientific you know, reason uh, behind so many things, and we keep discovering right. these, you know, reasons, it's like, we need to turn our head that way, to the right. light, again, enlightenment. Right, um, yeah. right, enlightenment. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and, and that concept of enlightenment was also yeah. the age of enlightenment. There was an age of enlightenment, and that's so connected, the age of enlightenment was about people learning how to read, people questioning right. science, mathematics, that exactly. sort of stuff. Uh, so when there's things like global warming, or anybody who's doing any kind of research or has any questions about what's going on, I know that um, uh, when my girlfriend and I get into a fight, what she'll do is she'll go to the internet to look for what do psychologists or therapists or what does spiritualists say about what she's going through at that moment. Uh -huh. So it's the idea of saying, we are not alone here. Right. And when we, and this is what I'm Experiencing right now with this new relationship, we are not alone here. So when I I need I and I say this in my classes, I need you to tell me who I am mm -hmm. in an improv scene. I need you to tell me who I am. If I'm just telling you who you are, I don't know who I am. Yeah. What I say is so connected to who you are, and in that there is that echo of that. Then says who it is that I am. If I say well, you're late, sit down. That says you're either late or I think you're late <laughs> right. and that also says that says you're late and, uh, and but it also says a lot about me what it says about me is I'm dictatorial or I'm angry or I'm frustrated right but we get to we get to feel that we get to know right. that you had some expectation and this Clearly. person and the first thing they did wrong was they were late and yeah. at that moment right. we get to deal with that yeah but in, in it's the idea of I'm, we're not alone here we're not alone on this planet. Right. No, not at all. And I think we have to soon realize, because people are killing each other over this like crazy stuff, but it's, I'm, I'm so okay if you're honest enough, you know, like Mr. Carter, to say, um, this is when I use this God thing. And, mm -hmm. and I know I'm doing it, and you know, please forgive me, but this is when I'm I'm doing my God thing, and mm -hmm. uh, and and I'll do that, and then I'll move on. And but the people who just refuse to question. And the God thing is the only thing, and 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 then they're cre they're just committing all these crimes and sinning, sinning for their God thing. Right. That's when I say, whoa. <laughs> I also feel like how what, what makes me happy? What makes me happy? What makes me happy? What makes me happy is, and this is really what I'm working on a lot these days, is honesty, truthfulness mm -hmm. in that moment. That makes me happy because that makes me free. That says I don't have to protect myself. I don't have to hold anything that I hold on to anything that I don't believe in. And there was somebody that said, someone said something like this. They said, "There's nothing that I let go of in my life that doesn't have claw marks in it." 
Hmm. You know, the, Interesting. The, the idea of, I'm struggling, I'm fighting for this thing. But then there's that awesome phrase of, the only source of suffering is non-acceptance, but letting something go. go. And in your creative process, because you, you're, you're, you do something that no one else does. I believe you do something that no one else does. And that is, you do what you want to do. That's what you do. And no one, I don't know, you do what you want to do. You, you, you have an idea for a short. You write it, you rewrite it, I don't know how many times, doesn't matter. Um, and then you sketch it out. And then you make arrangements to have the cameras and you make arrangements to, to have it the done. Cat, the cat hurting. Yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> but it's also what, and, and, and then, you, then you, you gather your crew together, you gather your cast together, you organize your cast together, then you put everything together and then we film it and, you, and you're part of it because you're always in it, right? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Just you're always, like, right? like two that I haven't been in. Right. Yeah, okay. you're all, you're, for the most part, you're in yeah. it. Um, and then you, you, you're, 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 you have a director, but there's also you who's part of it as well because you're producer, writer. Well, I, I direct. What, you, what, direct, what right. you probably see, though, is I lean pretty hard on my DP because it's like I say, you know, I look at the cameraman and I say, did you buy that? Right, exactly. <laughs> because right. I can't okay. so hardly look. But that's, yeah. again, better yeah. yet. You're yeah. director, you're the producer, you're the writer, you're the executive producer, you're distributor, you're the, you're, you do graphics. You do well, I have Watt Media that distributes for me. What's that? I, uh, Watt Media up in Toronto. But there has been times yeah. where yeah, you yeah. have right, right, right. done that. Well, sure, have to get them on board. Exactly, yeah. that's yeah. what I mean. Exactly. That's what I mean. You exactly. arrange that. You yeah. just don't go. What's going to happen now? Right. So, uh, and then <laughs> have you a plan. submit. But then you submit right. to these film festivals. Festivals and, and then kind of you stuff. also. This is another thing that you do that's awesome. Is this? You let everybody know what you're doing. You know what I that's mean? That's true. You're not yeah. holding on to it. You're, you're saying right. this happened and we got this. We're going in that festival and that festival and that festival and that festival. And anybody who's listening to this has to know that whatever it is that they want to do, they can do it because John has showed us, shown us that they that just can have happen. to do it. Yeah, and, and you just have to do it. And with technology now, now there, there used to be a time when I couldn't do any of this, and I tried to do some things when we first got to know each other. I was trying to do this co-production um, of a feature film and banging my head against the wall for like nine years. Ah, talk about clawing in. Um, but, uh, but then technology got to a point where everybody can buy it, everybody can do it, um, and, um, and then I have this awesome sponsorship from Canon now where mm -hmm. I get these top, top, top of the line cameras and for nothing. Right. And so then I can pay my actors and crew and right. all that kind of stuff. And so that's, that's all wonderful. But, but yeah, people, some people say, oh, how do I, well, what a, and I just say, just do it. And they say, but what? How do I just just go out and do it? Right. And so I'm not very, I'm not a great font of advice. I just have three words. Just do it. But, <laughs> but uh, that, that you might get but, sued for. But I, um, yeah. But yeah. I seriously like I like Nike before me. Um, no, but um, yeah, I really have nothing else to say to people. But that's not because true. Because just do it. What does just do it mean? Just to, just do it means just take that first step. Just take that first step. Okay. Okay. Here's okay. Here's some advice. Here's, I know. Here's, I know. I knew there was going to be. Here's advice something. Okay. Here's something that I do do. Okay. First of all, when you're writing, um, do you own it? Yes, great. And it stays in the script. Can you rent it? Do you own it? What does that mean? Um, um, I have an idea for this table. Do mm -hmm. I own it? No, but Rosowski has it. Right. Will he give it to me for two weeks? Maybe if I cast him. You know, so, <laughs> so you know what right. I mean? So yeah. you think, so it's like, so do you own it? If you don't, can you rent it or borrow it? Mm -hmm. um, you, and then you look up rentals, and then um, you know that. Or um, yeah, so if, if you don't own it, can you rent it or can you borrow it? And mm -hmm. then the next thing um, is if 
you can't, then that's jettisoned. Mm. And sometimes whole ideas are jettisoned because you get them like all frothing up and then it's like, oh yeah, if I had $55,000, I could pull this off. Right. So then you just, you know, you scale down. And so it's, um, so yeah, do you own it? Can you borrow it? Can you uh, rent it? Um, and then um, who do you know? Who's, who will come play with you? Um, and who will come play with you and not drive you crazy? That's right. also very important because you want to have a happy set. Right. And no drama. You can, you know, right. you, you make drama, but you don't have drama on your set. <laughs> right. Um, you make artificial drama. And, um, and then what would my other thing be? Oh, just be kind. Be kind to people. Um, pay them, feed them, get right. them their DVDs, get them HD versions. Right. Um, you know, uh, be sympathetic if that morning their goldfish died or, you know, it's just, yeah, to be kind, make sure you can sleep at night, don't break any laws. Isn't there um, something before all that, though? Because right now you're talking about... I'm talking about actual doing. You're talking about actual doing. Yeah, the actual But I'm doing. saying that there are people that go, I want to make a movie, how do I even start? And you, you're creative because I feel like, I feel like you are a perpetual motion machine. That <laughs> you, you, you always have ideas that you're working on and you always have script ideas and you're always looking for things and you know things that I've said have, have inspired you in certain ways yes, and the way absolutely. that I've lived my life has absolutely. inspired you in certain ways so I think there are a lot of people who say I want to do that where do I start and I think that this, for me the starting point is knowing this whatever idea you have one two things whatever idea you have you can do it now whatever expectation you think it's going to be it's going to look different right yeah, that's that's one thing. You need to be kind to yourself as well. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and you know what though, I have been so lucky. I should knock on something, but um, I have been so lucky in having cast and crew that have just completely delighted me. Mm -hmm. It's like I wrote something and it was black, uh, you know, type on the white paper, mm -hmm. and you have this idea in your head, and then through you know just some grunting and groaning. People just did it like exactly how it was in my head, and mm -hmm. that gets me so excited. Right. I mean, that really gets me high. Right. I, when um, I mean, you're such a delight because you are kind of the voice in my head. You become the voice in my head um, mm -hmm. when I'm writing things, and and then you show up and you just do it. I don't right. think I've ever had to give you much direction at all. I mean, it's maybe use your left hand or you know right, something exactly. stupid like Stand that. Like, yeah, it's like this would be better for the edit, David, if you would keep your hat on. But all um, your ideas are very simple. Yeah, that's your true. Your ideas are simple. The characters' motivations are simple. The, the it's all simple. And there's a couple of things that you said. The fifty-five thousand dollar thing, fifty-five thousand dollar question. It's like, all right, two guys emerge from a spaceship, and you want to go. <laughs> now wait a minute. Right. Now wait a minute. Can they emerge from a bar? Right. Can they emerge exactly. from a car, or maybe even an and maybe airplane. it's two astronauts at the bar. Two astronauts. Yeah. Exactly. There you right. see, see. Two guys yeah. with their helmets in their hand right. and their white monkey suits. Um, uh, so th the simplicity of that allows the actor to come in and to easily slide into the simplicity of the part. Oh, good. And oh, I, I'm happy to hear I that. I think that, but when it comes to, uh, not when it comes, so I'm also looking at improvisation. So in improvisation or in any joke, any comedy, anything like that, the, the simpler the reaction is, the mm -hmm. easier it's going to be. People right. are wanting to uh, reinvent the wheel or take a big spin or make their thumbprint known <laughs> right. and you go alright how about this how about when that doesn't work 
you go back to the other side. Exactly, exactly. Just to the simplest, just let's just be human. And again, just I hope you get me. It's just right. this. What's this scene about? This is I, two people hoping they get each other. I think everything is <laughs> that movie. Yeah. Every movie exactly. is two people hoping they get each, <laughs> each other. other. Right, and it goes back to Zeus and Hera. You right. know, it's uh, yeah. I was thinking about this. Uh, <laughs> For all I was derivative. teaching a class, you know, I was teaching a class last year or something, where I was. I somebody. I said, just make it simple. Celebrate the simplicity. And I was thinking, that's the greatest catchphrase. Not catchphrase. Trade tra slogan for every company ever made. Uh huh. Celebrate the simplicity. Simplicity. Or any uh, political organization. Uh, the Nazi Party. <laughs> Celebrate the simplicity. simplicity. You know one, I mean? one race. Exactly. One, one religion. Simplicity. Right. Um, <laughs> so it's like that is that catchphrase. That slogan can be used for everything. But it really right. is true. Like how simple. How comfortable are you? And that's is it. Mm -hmm. How comfortable are you with the simplicity that it is? Yeah. And it's trust. It's but trust. But going back to this, you have. You you trust your judgment. I do trust my judgment, and uh, I, I do. And I you know I think um, I have to give a, a lot of thanks to my parents for that, um, because I remember being in high school, and you know everybody goes through this in high school. But like you're different, you're weird. You know, at some point, you know you're not following the crowd on something. Mm -hmm. And I used to get really upset because my parents were still socializing with their friends from high school, you know, and other people too. But they were in a card club and they always saw people from high school. And I remember one time just having this like breakdown and like, what am I going to do? I have to be with these people forever. And my parents said, why do you have to be with these people forever? And I said, well, you're still friends with your friends. And, and they said, well, we enjoy them. And they right. said, they said, frankly, some of the people that you're in school with, we wouldn't want to be in a card club with either when right. we were old. So they said, you know what? This is four years. And then you're going to go to college, and that's going to be four years. And you choose, you know. And so it's okay. You don't have to go along with everything everybody's doing. And it's, you know, and you, you enjoy reading. And, and um, my folks were also kind of my friends, so I also felt it was okay to just hang out with them. But I didn't right. like what the kids were doing, you know. So, um, so I think it, the, just trusting judgment, it, it goes way back. It comes from, you know, my parents just saying, like, it's okay. You're okay. You don't it's always okay, have to okay. do, yeah. You don't it's always okay. have to do, and so some people say, "Oh, you know, you're not a household name. What a bummer!" And, and I'm like, "Wow, I've first of all, fuck you." Yeah, I really don't have a problem with that. I get to get my own groceries. Right. And, yeah. I, there's something celebrate the simplicity. Right. Um, there's exactly. something. Of, there's 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 this phrase keeps coming back to me at like daily. It can come back to me. I come back to me daily. Absolutely. <laughs> and this this phrase is this. Uh, this too will pass. Yes. And when we think about things that we thought were interminable, they were sudden, now looking at them, they're terminable. Oh, yes. A word that I don't know is even a word, but, yeah. you know, it's like that, that passed. And whatever it is that people are going through at the moment that they're listening to this, they're, that's going to go away. That's going to go away. And even if you're fucking right in the middle of it. Right. Is that the first time I said fuck? I think it was. That's very good. That's really it's good. Very good. Minutes. Yesterday was somebody. It was thirty minutes. But um, you're getting better, David. I am getting better. <laughs> I'm getting better. I'm, I'm trusting my words. That's right. um, but the idea, like, even if you're at the beginning of this, this, this crisis du jour, if yeah. you're at the beginning of this crisis, to know that there's going to be the end of this crisis, exactly. and it is going to happen 
either you're going to be aware that it's happened or you're suddenly going to go, oh, I'm feeling differently. What is that feeling? Oh, it's happiness. You know, I've been become more mindful of the passage of time and, the, and this too shall pass through. And I can't believe I'm going to give a shout out to yoga because I don't want to be one of those people. Uh -huh. But um, I do yoga once a week mm -hmm. um, and um, at the Courtyard Club um, oh, yeah, yeah, near the, near the Ian, E building. Where Ian, um, where you should see Ian? Um, no, yes, yes, where yeah. I used to see Ian. Absolutely, right. yeah. absolutely. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so I do the yoga once a week. And I find, you know, when I first started, it was like a challenge to myself. And frankly, some of the, you know, poses were just like ridiculously painful, but I would gut it out. And I realized this too shall pass. And, and that's where I first, I mean, I'm, I'm, maybe that was floating and I knew that, but just through like the physical, <laughs> the physicalities of yoga, it's like, yep, yep. Just holding this for thirty seconds. That's it. Or it's two minutes. Or whatever. Two minutes. Yeah. It's a minute. Yeah. It's so twenty six seconds. Whatever no it's going to be. Reason to damn the teacher right. or yourself. Or but it's also it's just feeling <laughs> for me, what was what was happening? I was something happened and I was I was in pain of some kind. And I was thinking, I'm in pain. Was it when you broke your foot? No, uh, it was Did you handle well, that better no. than Anybody ever handled anything? It was anything. one of the greatest experiences I've ever had. My foot breaking was just one of the most That's mindful, amazing. awesome experiences that I've ever had. And I thank you for your help through it. Uh, I thank all my friends for my oh, help, sure, help through sure. it. Oh, sure, sure. Because I don't look back on that and say that was a painful experience. And right. That, so I'll use that as an example. I broke my foot and I'm in pain and I'm thinking, I'm having pain right now. Wow, that's pain. That's what pain feels like right now. I'm in pain right now. Right now, I'm in pain. It's not, I am in pain. I will never not be in pain. Pain, right. It's going, from this moment forward, it's going to be pain. And uh, I, uh, you get a cut and you go, wow, that's blood. There's blood. <laughs> I'm in pain. That's blood. And just saying that, when we, uh, not to project, I am never going to stop bleeding. Right. And not to say, I'm never going to be in pain. Or even the, the, the idea of, I'm going to die. Right. I guess that might come across to you as well. I'm going to die. But no one knows what that... No one who has not survived, no one who was wrong, right. has ever told us what that was like. Right. You know, no one, no one, when someone says, I'm going to die, if the people who are right about that can't tell us what that feels. No, no, exactly, exactly. <laughs> can can I just say and like I'm 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 good at talking about this now, but I actually was with my mother when she passed, mm -hmm. and one of the lightest moments was when the nurse comes in. They they keep you comfortable. They keep like um, you comfortable or her comfortable. Uh, the, uh, the they 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 keep the the patient who's who's okay. decided like this is it and yeah. doesn't want any help. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, they, they swab the inside of your mouth because it dries up really fast. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and they rub your back, like they roll you back and forth and give you a little massage whenever. Look at but those the, people. God bless those people. Exactly. Right. But first thing that they do when they come in is they open your eyes and they shine the light. Mm -hmm. And my mom, who'd been, you know, quite out of it for hours, who we weren't sure that we, she even knew we were talking to her anymore, she made this guttural noise like, oh God, that's it, that's the white ah! light. Yeah, exactly, and so I shouted out, I go, no mommy, no, that, that, that's just the nurse, they're just, they're just checking your pupils. <laughs> that is she, awesome. But she made this thing like, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she was disappointed. I don't know, I don't know. She, she passed maybe six hours after that. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Yeah. 
But um, but now, yeah, tell me this. Like the this is moment. too personal. Let me know. And I don't think I've ever said that to anybody on, on, on this. Did you really, when she passed, right after she passed, did you look at her remains and say, that's my mom? You know exactly what I did. We, she passed, um, I, I noticed a change in her breathing. And my dad was in the corner eating a muffin. He hadn't eaten in hours, maybe even half a day or so. But anyway, I said, dad, something's different. You got to get over here. He said, what? And I said, something's different now. So um, Bruce got the nurse. And the nurse said, like, yeah, we're real close. And so she said, Don, you know, whatever you want to do. Some people like to get in bed with their spouse. So my dad did. And we just had this beautiful moment of her passing where I kind of saw where I came from. They were cuddling, you know what I mean? And it was just so passionate in a way. And I was like, that's, that's where I came from. That's what made me. And so I was like, wow. That's pretty cool. And, and Bruce was behind me, kind of hugging me. And I was like, this is it. This is all that's important. So then, of course, you have this release where you're weeping and wailing and all this kind of stuff. And then it's like, eh, we, we should probably go home now. You know, then, then you also get the sense of like, well, this is past. And so I told her, as if she could still listen, I said, um, Mom, uh, you are gone now. We don't know where, but you're gone. And so we're going to leave the body here because <laughs> we don't need that anymore and you don't need that anymore so we're going to leave it here and they're going to come do what they do and I said but you signed the documents so you know what they're going to do so um but I'm like so we're going to go now but yeah right. so that's right. kind of how we that's that's how we left it but right. yeah that was really um that that was something that was and um Oh, I had really weird dreams about that that whole experience, like forever and not forever. I'm getting better. <laughs> well, one of the things but that it, it was two uh, years. You know, in that's September. so interesting because there's just you know you saw you saw <laughs> you saw you were in the middle, seeing the beginning. Yeah. Seeing the end, and seeing the beginning. Exactly. You were exactly. In the middle, seeing the end, seeing the beginning, and then. Yeah, See, seeing the you're in the middle. In the middle, seeing, watching the end, watching I, the beginning. But I saw my beginning. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You were in the middle, seeing your beginning, watching her end. Watching her end and seeing her beginning. Yeah, exactly. In transitioning wherever. Right. Wherever they go. Wherever where they, do go. they go. And and the wherever they go isn't. I I don't know that it's all that important to me. No. Because for me, wherever they go. Did you re- did you read the book um, A Brief History of the Dead? No. I thought I sent you. I thought I sent you a link to that. It's a great book. I'm gonna look and for that. And it's a book about this. And I might have mentioned that show before. It's a book about this. Um, uh, I forgot the name, the guy's name, but uh, it's uh, fiction. And there are three levels of being alive. The level is you and I are sitting here having this conversation, and everything's happening. And there's my coffee mug, and there's the couch, and there's the newspaper with my picture in it, and there's the, the DVD and all that. And uh, so that's that's the that's one level. That's the, we'll say the first level, the top level. Then we die, mm-hmm. and we go through a transition, and we go to the second level. And the second level is exactly this level, but only with everyone who's died, and everyone who's died is still alive on this level. There's no blood coursing through their body, but they're living an existence uh-huh. on this level. And it's really great yeah. because it's just life going on and everybody doing their thing. And you are on that level until the last person on the first level 
knows you. Oh. When that person dies, you disappear. Okay. And it is exactly what I think happens. Yeah. My grandmother's alive. My dog's here. Right. My dog right. is in this apartment. In this apartment right now. Yeah. Because my memory says he's here. Right. And he is as here as I've ever believed him to be here. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, my, my mom's take on heaven and hell, she said you create that while you're living. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're good to people, that's heaven because your life's going to be a lot easier, a lot less complicated. And then when you pass, you'll be well remembered. And mm. if you're a mm. creep, uh, then that's hell. Their life's going to be hell, literal. And, uh, and then when you pass, people are going to say good riddance to exactly. bad rubbish. Exactly. No one's going to miss you. Yeah. How exactly. interesting. And so that was, that, she didn't think there were like physical places. Uh -huh. But, uh, well, she did. I mean, they're, but they're with us now. Your heaven and your hell are, are, are right here. Right. Yeah. And your heaven and your hell can be at the same place. That's like, true. The, like this, I had an argument with my girlfriend on the couch. But I've also made out with her on the couch. Right. <laughs> it's your lake of fire right exactly. there. It's my lake, lake of and, passion. Right. It's my lake of fire, and it's my lake, and it's my fire. Uh, so it's three things. It's my lake of fire, it's my lake, and it's my fire. Um, but it, but that's, that's so true of every experience. And yeah. so an experience happens, and you get to say, oh, that was horrible. An experience happens to say, this is horrible, and it's going to... It's going, I'm going to feel differently about this in a, in a year. Right. Or, this is awesome, right. but I'm going to feel in a year that this is horrible. You right. know, it's so interesting. Exactly. That you can't go forward just as you can't go backwards. And Exactly. And sometimes the, the worst things are what we learn most about. So you wouldn't trade them for anything. You know? I would not trade any of those for anything. Yeah. I've got a couple stories that I tell of how fucking stupid I am. And every <laughs> no. time I tell them, I think, yeah, can you believe it? Every time no. I tell those stories, I'm always waiting for the shame Thing that I don't really own that much right. to kick in and, right. to go, and for me to go never tell this story again dude right. that doesn't happen <laughs> right. you know that governor going back to uh, the student that governor is not there right. and it's not to say it's it, it, that, that governor that, see that governor and there's another thing about the acceptance the way that you look at, at, at being alive and that your mom looked at being alive and assume that your father and, and Bruce look at this way of being alive is these are experiences that we have and these experiences that we have are experiences. Mm -hmm. And we get to do with them what we want to do with them. Right. So this experience that I just had with my girlfriend, a crisis that we had over the weekend, I look at that and I go, oh, you know what? I believe that made us stronger. Right, exactly. And it's a new understanding. I mean, things have come what? up. You, you have a new understanding mm -hmm. um, now, a new empathy, maybe, mm -hmm. and she for you. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's stop there. Okay. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to ADD Comedy. For Dave Rosowski, I'm Ian Foley. For more information on Dave, you can go to his website at davidrosowski.com or follow Dave on Twitter at drosowski. <laughs>